Hello guys and welcome to the next episode of Bitch Work Podcast. I am so incredibly excited to have one of my favorite people on the face of the planet Earth, Miss Remy Ashton, aka Remy Cruz, here. Please say hello to all of your fans. Hello, do you see my face beaming right now? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. This is truly an honor. I know Steph is also listening, beaming currently with her baby in the background. Fun fun fact, I learned about Jordan from my best friend Steph. We were in, I remember exactly the place that I was in. I was in her Dallas apartment. This is pre-baby, pre-everything. And she was like, you need to check out this girl. She was a Delta Gamma. She works at the Food Network. You guys would be best friends. And I was like, okay. I looked Jordan up. I watched every single video. I went to DM Jordan to oh tell God, her how much I love her. Best. <laughs> and Jordan had left me. I think it had been at least like two years before. That yeah, I just like one or two years. Oh, and it was the sweetest message ever. And it was just like saying how much she watched, like loved my videos and everything. And so then I reply with this long message, being like, "I'm obsessed with you. Let's be best friends." And then now we're here recording the Bitch Work Podcast. It was perfect. Like, guys, I left Remy this message. That was, it was right when I moved to New York. I just, like, didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to move to LA. I was just, like, in this really weird place. And I messaged Remy because I would watch her videos, her vlogs, back to back to back at work. And, like, they brought me so much joy. Like, just, like, watching her go grocery shopping and, like, making (laughs) her food was, like, so relaxing to me. So I messaged her this whole thing, like, you inspire me so much. Like, I love you. And I just want to tell you that you bring me joy. Meanwhile, she messages me that back. so nice. Like, a year and a half later, being like, hey. And I was like, oh, my God. She's going to think I'm such a fucking loser. <laughs> I loved it. And, like, how you felt about my vlogs is how I feel about your vlogs. You, like, when you, you upload, you know that, like, tingly feeling where you're just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do the dishes. I can't wait to, like, do something Ugh. and, like, listen to the- Oh, it's so good. Yes. ASMR tingles. And I'm so grateful that you're here today to talk to us about the real life of being a YouTuber, what it's like to be on the internet, and how, and really, like, I want to uncover the yes. secrets of YouTube. Like, let's, let's dive it into it. Yes. I think Absolutely. that... A lot of girls listening either A, watch you, B, watch YouTube in general, or C, you know, want to be a YouTuber or an influencer or have an online place where they can share their content and kind of create this world for themselves. So I think this would be really awesome to hear from you about how you did that for you and how maybe we can also do that for ourselves one day. Love that. Let's get started by you just telling us like, exactly what it is that you do your elevator pitch of who you are what you make and and maybe a little bit more of an inside look as to what it is you really do besides just make youtube videos okay oh my god i'm so bad at this stuff okay well i have two youtube channels i have like a main channel that i've been doing for about eight eight years now it dawned on me that was eight years the other day oh my god i feel so old so i started my main youtube channel in uh, my senior year of high school, so that was back in like 2012, so I've been doing that, and then um, I also have a second channel on YouTube, which is my vlog channel, where I, oh, I didn't even say what I do in my first channel. My first channel is very like lifestyle focused. Throughout the years, I definitely have kind of like changed 
metamorphosized, if you will, where it's been really great where I, I've been able to obviously start in my senior year of high school where all my videos were about like my friends and what I was into at the time. I was I used to think I was a makeup queen. I used to think I had the right to tell people how to do their makeup. So I would do those. Then I went to college and, you know, then I started making a bunch of dorm videos I was really into DIYs at the time that was like what was big on YouTube so I was doing like dorm decor I joined a sorority so I was doing all my like little crates and everything and like um all all the meantime also I started really vlogging behind the scenes and so I kind of had two channels I've always had two channels pretty much going at the same time where it was fun because you got to see like a lot of the behind the scenes of my life and behind the scenes of the videos I was creating and then you got to see like the final project on my main channel so did that and then went to college ended up deciding to leave college and pursue YouTube full-time so then that was going on and then throughout the years I've um, kind of delved into just into just what's in, kind of interesting to me at the time whether that was like health videos I got really into doing weight loss and eating videos and cooking videos dance videos now I kind of just do honestly whatever comes to my mind which is so fun but also it can be kind of confusing when I, I don't really feel like I have a quite like a niche essentially mm. but either way but I also it. feel at this point like you've created such an audience for yourself that like they'll watch anything that you put out you don't have to like secure that that one type of audience or that one viewer because I think now people just watch for you well thank you that's how I feel too sometimes I feel like uh it's more of a personality thing now which definitely helps with my stress of like oh my god like my I don't know what kind of content I'm making because I don't I sometimes I feel like I fixed myself so much in the t- tutorial headspace that like mm-hmm. I need to teach people how to do something when I don't know how to do anything. Sorry. <laughs> Just unloading all my stress onto you. Um but yeah, I have so my main channel, I have my vlog channel, and then I also have a podcast with my best friend Alicia that's called Pretty Basic. And those are kind of like the main day-to-day things also throughout the years I've been lucky enough to employ a few people as well so I have my personal assistant Sarah who helps with all my day-to-day stuff which it a lot of people don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes like right now as I was just giving that spiel I got like seven texts from her about things I need to do which I you really don't think like that much goes on behind the scenes but it does and then um, I also have my best friend Eli who is my videographer slash editor so he's been able to help me produce content more so for my main channel and Mm -hmm. he is able just to like pitch me ideas we work on stuff together it's really fun like the work environment is just like very light and it's just like a fun day where we're just like can I cuss on this yeah shooting the shit having having a great time and um it just helps when like things can often get stressful in the world of just social media it's it's nice to surround myself with people that are just friends where it's just easy and easygoing and you know I can't talk today I'm so sorry (laughs) I also agree with that and I feel like your channel is like such a place of like calm and peace and just like lighthearted fun there's never any like drama and like that that drama space in social media especially on YouTube is definitely there so I do think that your channel has this like halo around it that's like wow please like this is a this is a space of peace space this is a safe space for the creator and the viewers so I mean if you guys couldn't tell I'm obsessed with Remy's channel like I just I love your videos so much thank you okay so now let's get into the nitty-gritty like what is 
a day in the life of Remy like beyond the vlogs like when you're getting ready to vlog or you are prepping for a main channel video like what does that look like and what's like a typical day for you typical day okay so I've been working with Eli and Sarah all regularly for about two years now with Sarah and then Eli's been like three or four or so so it's definitely taken me I'm not kidding until probably like two months ago to finally get a routine that works for me because Mm -hmm. obviously having two employees that do two very different things it's hard for all of us to get onto the same schedule especially when YouTube is such a like you're on I, I always just say YouTube because that's like my main kind of just focus that's always been since 2012 my main focus and then obviously the podcast is great and everything but for me it's always just YouTube on the brain so you know there's oh you're always not necessarily on but your brain is always on with YouTube I know you know this it's like what am I gonna vlog what's the title gonna be what's the thumbnail Mm. gonna be oh I could do this in a video or I could do that it's just constantly the wheels are turning which is great but also can be so exhausting and stressful and just all these sorts of things so I seriously didn't get onto a pretty much workable schedule with Eli and Sarah until two months ago because at one point I even I got myself an office I thought you know I had the whole thing where I was working out of my wherever I lived for six years and then finally I just got so sick of waking up and being in my office and then going to sleep and going to sleep with my work problems in the same room as me so I ended up getting a whole office just for us to go to and I thought it was going to be great and it was nice to finally have that divide between work and pleasure or I guess work and home but I I noticed that I actually didn't utilize it nearly as much as I thought I would. So that there was a whole year of Elise that I was locked into where I was like, oh my God, did I make a mistake? Like, I wish I was utilizing this more, but I'm not. But I felt like I needed to be at the office all the time because I had gotten this lease. So then it was a whole year of me or essentially kind of like overworking myself and like being there when I didn't need to, making myself feel more exhausted. So. As of two months ago, I finally worked out a schedule where we only work about three days out of the week together. And that is if we have like a pretty loaded week. So then I have two days. We work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Tuesday, Thursdays are my days to get like appointments in and, you know, do any sort of like um, things that I just need to do on my own. And then um, obviously weekends. Weekends I feel like I never take off because I usually vlog. But vlogging to me is just like second nature it's not working um but sorry long-winded answer monday (laughs) wednesday fridays are days usually work on like mondays are like um, a brainstorming day like they'll come over on 10 a.m in the morning and i'll talk to sarah about what we need to get done throughout the day she'll walk me through any sort of like things that i have on my to-do list any sort of brand concepts i need to get in any sort of brand like actual work that i need to turn in um and she'll just run through everything that i need with that also we do poshmark a lot too just because my closet is I have a shopping problem. So my closet's way too full all the time. So Poshmark has actually been a very nice thing on the side to do. Um, just to have Sarah also, like, you know, if a day I don't really have much to do, she's able to work on that, which has been really nice. Right. So yeah. we've been doing that. And then Eli and I will sit down on a Monday and be like, okay, what vlogs um, am I going to get up this week? You know, main channel videos, what are we thinking? We'll start kind of, like, outlining it. And then Wednesdays is when we usually shoot all day. So we'll do all that Wednesday. And the days that he's not there, he'll also be editing. And then Friday, we'll wrap up. I'll finalize everything, and then we'll be done. So we have, like, a week-ish turnaround for uploads. But that's what we've been doing lately. Of course, in between now, I've started to also want to start – I figured, you know, like, with one YouTube video, I feel like I've been trained so long to just 
film a YouTube video, get it up. Film a YouTube video, get it up. But right. now I've realized, you know, that whole thing of like work smarter, not harder. I started yeah. thinking about like, okay, well, I, I have all these other platforms and we're already spending a whole day out of my life to make this video. Why don't we like shoot extra behind the scenes to promote? Why don't we cut down that mm-hmm. video and then use that as promotion as well? Just like working smarter in the way where I don't have to do any more work but I'm already doing it, but might as well use it to promote and push and just right. kind of create a whole other brand on other platforms. Right. So, like, if you're filming a cooking video, cut it down for TikTok, and then you can use it two places. Exactly. Got I love it. a TikTok you know, just, queen. Like, pr- producer's brain. Up She's in got here. it. Also, TikTok is truly everything to me. Everything. And if it gets banned, don't, I, would I don't want to talk about upset. it. I don't also, like, who? Ban something like that in the United States of America. What country are we living in? I'm I very really, concerned. Do you think it's going to happen? No. No. I, okay, I good. it's going to happen. I think it might, but if it does, I mean, I saw Casey Neistat tweeted the day that, like, the news was really flowing about TikTok possibly getting, like, deleted. Um, he was like, everybody download Byte because I guess the guy who made Vine made a new app. And, yeah. Understood. So I secured okay. that username. We'll see what happens. Oh, but good, good. Secured that. Is bag. A, that's a that is a businesswoman's frame of oh, mind, right there. Let I watch Charlie TikTok. dance. Exactly. Let <laughs> Charlie dance. Also, my TikTok for you page is literally just like Hamilton, Disney Channel, and food videos. I'm not sure like what I'm putting out into the world, but TikTok understands me, and I it's know. really weird. It's I heard really it's based weird. on like what you like, what you comment on. Everything like that, so I, so they take yeah. it into account. Anytime I really think a video is funny, I'll like it. But I haven't, I've only liked like one Hamilton video, and I'm telling you, it's my entire For You page. They're listening to you then. They are. It's true. Also, one day, I woke up and I had a teensy tiny sore throat, like the right side of my throat hurt like just a teeny bit. And I was like, oh my god, I, I have corona, obviously. <laughs> so I was like telling all my friends and texting all my friends, like, oh my god, the right side of my throat hurts. I log on to TikTok. The first oh, no. video on my For You page is, wakes up with a slight sore throat. And it's that song that was like, you got it, you got it, you got it. Oh, it was this girl. Exactly. Oh my god. Okay, well, first of all, I hope that you're okay. I'm glad that oh, you're I'm okay. T- totally fine. It went away two days later, obviously, because Amazing. it was just, you know, a sore throat. That TikTok cured you. That's what it was. <laughs> I, exactly. Um, I haven't fully watched Hamilton yet, but I've, like, done my research. And wait, so you're big into Hamilton then, right? Well, I've seen it on Broadway, and I'm a huge oh. Broadway fanatic. Okay. So I have watched it on Disney+, Plus, but I saw it in real life, and I'm just, like, a Broadway nerd, so... Oh, I didn't yeah. know this. Um, I just wanted oh, to yeah. say that I think Anthony Ramos is gorgeous, and he is engaged to Peggy. Peggy, I know. I've done my research, and I'm obsessed with them, and I've watched every YouTube video now, so just had to throw that out there. They are so cute together. And (laughs) while you're watching Hamilton videos online, I would highly suggest watching Skylar sisters sing together for the last time. And they sing this song for the longest time backstage, their last night of Hamilton all together. And it's truly the best YouTube video I've ever seen. I would highly recommend. I'm going to look it up right after this. Absolutely. Okay. Getting back on track. (laughs) Normally at this point, I would ask my guests to kind of explain like what internships they've had, how they built their career. But I think a better path to go for you would to kind of explain like the stages of your YouTube career, because I know that it takes a lot of time and a lot of different, I guess, resources and people and stages to kind of get to like a huge following and to really be able to 
have social media and YouTube be a career, including like getting a manager or like getting your first sponsorship. So I'd really like to kind of hear your timeline of how you grew and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Um, So I said I started my YouTube channel in, I feel like I'll just refer to my main channel because the second channel was just like a tag along. Um, My main channel I started in my senior year of high school. It was the summer before I started and my best friend's actually downstairs right now hanging out with Cal. But she is the reason why I started my channel was because she went, I went to camp and I was, she went to basketball camp. I was not an athlete. So I stayed home by myself and I was like, what am I going to do for a whole week? without anyone so I had fallen in love with YouTube because I found it pre-installed on my iPod touch in middle school and Mm. after silently watching for so many years I was like okay this is the time I'm gonna make a channel I'm gonna do it so I made my channel and then um, started making videos while they were gone at camp and you know no one watched them and it was so fun and I enjoyed every minute of it I would talk to myself in the mirror you know do everything Everything like that. And then um, I remember a few weeks after that, I had gone to my cheerleading camp. And I remember Mm -hmm. I was like in between like learning routines or whatever. And I looked down at my phone and my email like notifications had been on. And I had like 20 people subscribe to me. And I was like shrieking. I was so excited. And then I was getting comments on this one specific video. And I was just like losing my mind. I was so, so, so excited. So... I continued to make videos, but of course I didn't tell anyone at school, but I started to gain like, I don't know, a couple thousand subscribers. I was, I thought I was a star. I was living, loving for the moment. And (laughs) obviously, obviously. I just want to say that I remember those like early YouTube times when like I would wake up in the middle of the night and check my YouTube notifications (laughs) and be like, oh my God, I got a comment. Oh my God, I got a subscriber. Like. One time, I think I had made my channel, I think I had my channel for like a year, like a few months, and Alexa Losi, Smokey (gasps) Pink Leopard, Smokey Pink Leopard, gave me a shout out on her channel. Oh my god. And I got like 600 subscribers, and like, I swear to god, when she, when I got the notification and like, she mentioned me in her video, like, (laughs) I just about died. Like, I remember it. I was in my bed at like 3 a.m. and I checked my YouTube notifications. Like, it was just a game. Like, it was so fun to see like, who was liking, who was commenting, like how many subscribers you can get. It was so exciting. And, like, having her shout you out, like, that had to be so exciting because, like, she noticed you. There's just so much that ties into it. And, like, you idolize YouTubers. I, I idolize mm. so many YouTubers to this day. Me too. And, like, I idolize Remy. Ugh, I idolize Jordan Becca. <laughs> so um, I continued doing my videos. And then I ended up just deciding to go to college. I um, went to UC Riverside in California. Went for my first year and then I still continue I actually that's when I started to actually put a lot more work into my YouTube channel I feel like in high school you know I was just like having fun it was my senior year whatever but when I went to college I really didn't have like a ton to do because I didn't like party I didn't like do anything fun honestly so I'd just sit in my dorm and make my videos and I had the best time doing that so um during that time actually is when YouTube really started to pick up for me when I was in my freshman year dorm and I remember um I asked my parents at the end of the year, I was like, guys, like, I really think I could, like, make this a thing. Like, can I, can I try? And my mom was like, well, my dad, who was paying for school, was like, oh, please, give it a try. Let's see what happens. <laughs> my mom was like, absolutely not. You will be finishing your degree and becoming something in the medical field. And I was like, okay, like, I'll, I tried, whatever. And I went back to school, got a house with my sorority sisters. 
at this point, like, how many subscribers did you have? Like, were you monetizing your videos? Like, were you getting sponsorships? Like, where was, where was it? Or are you still just at, like, gaining subscribers, but, like, not totally making money yet? I would say I was definitely, I was making money. I think I was making probably, like, a few hundred a month off of making videos. I had about 100,000 subscribers, I want to say. And um, so I really, I just really didn't want to so, go to school. Yeah, so, but it sounds like your channel grew, like, pretty fast. Yeah. In so, one year to gain 100,000 subscribers is, like insane is that a lot I feel like at the time maybe I think it was a couple years at this point though like it was towards the end um but I I did feel like I could have definitely done it if I really tried but my mom of course didn't want me to so I ended up um getting a house with my sorority sisters during my second year of college I made it three weeks into school and then at that point I started to really get sponsorships Um, Over that summer and then starting school, I started to get them. And I didn't understand that you could say no. I really didn't. And I just was so excited that anyone wanted to work with me. And I was honestly just like saying yes to everything. I was just so stoked. And then at one point I had booked up my like schedule essentially to have like nine sponsored videos due in a week. And I I just like I I wasn't thinking. I was just so excited. And so I remember just like hysterically crying. And I just called my parents and I was like, mom, dad, like I, I really want to do this. Like I, I have such a full schedule. Like I know I can get it done, but I just can't do both at the same time. But I just, I know I can do it. And so, um, after talking to them a bit, they let me actually take a leave for a year. They're like, okay, try this for the rest of the year. If it works out great, if it doesn't, then just go back to school. And so I took that as like, oh my God, like this is my time. Like I can prove to them I can do this. So then throughout those eight months that I was just um, out at school still just working, I would like literally work like 20 hours a day. I'm not even kidding. I'm just like wake up, film, edit, sleep, wake up, film every day. Um, And I went from about 200,000 subscribers to 800,000 subscribers in that year. So that was like a big jump. That's when like DIY videos were huge. So I was literally going to Michael's every day making like 50 crafts a week. Like I was going crazy doing that. But I had so much fun. It was such a great time. I still got to live out at college and, like, hang out with my friends all the time. And, like, it was honestly one of the best years of my life. And so I'm so grateful to my parents because then I was able to really become financially independent. And then the year in 2015 is when I moved to L.A. Nice. So (laughs) when you started getting sponsorships, like... What was your first sponsorship? Like, were you taking gifts and then eventually, like, you started asking for money? Or did people just straight right away start offering you compensation for putting them in your videos? Like, how did that work? Like, when did you get your first real, you know, compensated sponsorship? My first real compensated sponsorship, I think, went through... um, there used to be these things, well, networks are still a big thing in the YouTube world, where you will sign to essentially, it's called an MCM, which is a multi-channel network, and they're just these big companies that kind of, they're interesting. They they're um, they basically just have big agencies go to them, they sign a bunch of creators, and then they're able to like disperse sponsorships to their creators, they keep it kind of all in-house, so that's how they're able to like make their money. But I was signed to a network called Full Screen, and then when you sign mm-hmm. with the network, they'll give you a manager, but the manager isn't really like your normal sort of like when you think of a social media manager. They're just kind of like a partner manager. That's what they call them at right. the network. Like a contact at the company. Exactly. So I made a friend, or my network 
manager there. Her name was Pear. Love her. And so she was able to kind of like help me out and like learn the ropes essentially. So she got got me a few deals. That's when I signed like nine in a week and I didn't understand what I was doing. Mm. But... (laughs) You know, working like that. I, before then, I remember back in high school, though, people would send me products to be like, oh, we'd love to be in your video, da da da. And my dad would get so mad because he's like, why are you giving strangers our address? Like, right, what's going right. on? I got like a weird loofah sent to my house, and he was like so freaked out. But I had to tell him, you know, like, it's fine, dad. I'm an influencer. <laughs> like, hello. Don't you know what hello. an influencer is, dad? <laughs> Come on, get with the times. Come on, it's 2013. So yeah. that definitely, you know, that was a weird time but once I got to college is definitely when I got um my first compensated deal I can't honestly remember which it was I'm guessing it was something like a just fab or like something Mm. like that which I loved um but yeah that was like my first taste of like a manager um and it wasn't until actually I think what it was was I signed to my network I I decided to switch networks that's what it was I switched to a network a different network And while doing that, I remember, like, another thing popped up to, like, fill out your information. And I was like, okay, like, maybe I need to do this. So I just filled it out, like, name, email address, phone number. And they're like, we'll contact you. Then, like, a week later, I got a phone call from some random woman. And I was so confused. I remember sitting in my college, like, house bedroom. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, these people are calling me. I have no Mm. idea what's happening. And she introduced herself. Her name was Colette. And she worked at this company. And she uh, wanted to, like, possibly manage me. And it was because I filled out that little pop-up. And I had no clue I did that. And so I guess what that little pop-up was was for a branch from that network's, um, like, they had, like, a talent management kind of sector within that network, which I thought was very smart. And I think a lot of networks should do that. But anyways, I uh, had this conversation with her. It was like my first big girl phone call, essentially. I, she was on with another lady and they were just like, what do you do? What do you want to do? Where do you see yourself going? What kind of content are you going to play, like plan to make? Like five-year plan, essentially. And I was just like so taken off guard, but I ended up signing with her after that. And now she's been my manager to this day like six seven years later however many years it's been it's been so long and I've been so lucky that she was my first ever like manager ever I know a lot of people have to kind of work around which is so normal and fine but you know to find your perfect fit so to find my perfect fit on accident right off the bat was such a blessing yeah so a few questions about managers when you hire or when you sign on to work with a manager do you have to pay them and second like what is it that your manager does? Because I know there's majors, there's there's managers, there's agents, like there's a bunch of different people that go into, you know, any any celebrity or influencer. So what's kind of the difference between what a manager does versus like what everybody else does? Like Got an it. assistant, an agent, whatever. Okay, I'll lay it all out for you. This is what I have personally. So you have, again, my employees, which is the videographer and editor. Obviously, he video... <laughs> videos videotapes videos me videos films shoots yes there we Wait, go is it it's, it's, is it kind of messed up to say he shoots me no i think it's fine you know i'm well, going like, to shoot he shoots me you know we'll, we'll at say work he, he's a videographer at work me and my coworkers are like well we have a shoot this day and i'm like should we cancel the word shoot? i i honestly think i'm on board with that i think yeah, just, maybe we, you should I, just call it 
film. Or just a video shoot. I think if you just say video, video shoot. Yes. Okay, so Eli video shoots me. He also, <laughs> he edits all the videos. Sarah's my day-to-day assistant, so she'll work on anything, mostly my schedule, because my schedule gets, like, so crazy a, a lot of times. Um, so she'll work on that. She's also in contact with, personally, my manager's assistant. So the two of them work together when delivering all my content into brands and things if it's a Got brand it. deal. Um, anything that's not sponsored, I just kind of handle myself and I can figure out when I want to put things up, whatever that is. She'll help with, um, I mean, like I just did this charity project recently where I tie-dyed like a hundred sweatshirts. So she's helping oh, yes. me with all of that it. because that is a lot of work for one person. And they all sold out in like five minutes. Oh like my I God, I know. Some, I was reading comments on your videos and they were like, this is crazy. I went onto the website and everything was sold out. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I spent a whole day doing that. I had like my friend help me. It was so hard, but she will help me with all that, like packaging and like everything like that. So just kind of any day-to-day stuff that involves work things. Um, And then I have my manager whose name is Colette. So she is my pretty much like my go-to for like literally anything. She handles, she works with my agent a lot who I'll explain in a minute, but like she'll work with pretty much my entire team, but she's just my day-to-day. Um, again, I've been with her for years, but she'll work with me on brand deals. You know, if I get a brand deal, she'll often be pitching me. Or if she gets a brand deal from my agent, then she'll work with me to kind of be like, okay, well, this is the campaign. This is like the talking points. Like, what is your idea for the video? How are we going to work in the talking points? These are deliverables, meaning like I could get a brand deal and it could be for like a YouTube video, an Instagram and a tweet, or it could be, Mm -hmm. you know, three, just three Instagram stories, whatever it may be. It it varies obviously, she's my day-to-day who I'll go to with any questions I literally was calling her before this talking to her about my eyeglass prescription thing like just like random mm-hmm. things that like she's like my mom so that's my manager Colette and then I have my agent whose name is Greg who I love so so much and basically I brought Colette onto my team so long ago unknowingly and right. it's been great because she's been able to help me we've grown so much throughout the years together I mean she was able to build her own her own company and I was able to like follow her there but we've right. grown so much and I trust her so much that whenever she just told me it was time to bring someone new onto the team I just trusted her yeah so a few years in she told me I should get a lawyer so I got a lawyer who is just um, an entertainment lawyer who just deals with my contracts and any sort of other things that come my way that I need to just run by her Um, even something as small as like I wanted to make a video one time and um, about this like crazy thing that happened to me and I had to call my lawyer before and just be like is this safe to do I just like don't want to like throw anyone under the bus I don't want it to you know like anything like that it's just good to cover yourself at all times Um, and then my agent I brought in a little bit after that and he is um, amazing so basically he works at a big agency and a lot of times brand brand agencies like there will be an agency that is working with a brand will go to another agency and be like okay we want this many influencers with this budget mm-hmm. to do this video these people who do you have on their on your roster that could do this or like bring people to us who you think might be good and like they'll go through literally like go through them and vet them and figure out who is good for the campaign or not so it's very interesting I feel like there's a lot of times like I mean I don't know who is like essentially in the running for a brand deal with me and right. it's curious I'm curious to know like which brand deals I've missed out on and like they've picked someone else over and like you know it's you really don't know until it ends up in your email as like an offer so that's essentially yeah. what my agent does is he just brings the best deals my agent also is the one who like has worked with us on a lot of like bigger projects like he totally should I to do the podcast like he'll just Got be like it. do this this is an amazing idea go for it and we're like okay we trust him right so 
he does that. And then um, lastly, I have a publicist. And that one, that one, his name is Tommy. <laughs> I brought him in. Um, that one. That one. He came in um, to my team about a year, oh my God, two years ago. And so. Yeah, I was going to say, because I've met Tommy and I think that I've met him over a year ago for sure. It's been, it goes by so quickly. I brought him in actually when I was doing a skincare line. And so I've always heard bring on a publicist when you have something like big, like a big project because they're able to get your name out to publications. They're able to get you on carpets. You just, you're status if you will it sounds annoying but just it elevates a bit when you have a publicist just because their their whole sole job is to like pitch you for publications and to get your name out there so um I brought him in at the beginning of my skin right when I was about to launch my skincare company so he was able to get me in like magazines and all these things and then obviously having him on board for pretty basic and the main channel and the blog channel everything like that it's just been super great so that's how that's the whole team I think That's so impressive. Okay, so speaking of the skincare brand, I know that Honey Pop is not a thing anymore, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so interesting to learn about, like, how those things start and kind of the background behind that. So can you just touch on that a little bit? Like, like how was it starting up an actual, a business that you were selling a product and creating the product? It just seems so interesting to me. And then I would also love to know if, like, you're planning anything in the future to, like, maybe start up another business like that. Because I do think that, you know, a lot of YouTubers take advantage of those things. And, totally. And do create those businesses on the side beyond just their YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, well, the skincare company I started, I think I was really young. I think I was probably, like, 21 or so, 22 maybe. And so I, I'd never done any sort of, like, merch, not even, like, sweatshirts or anything. Like, I didn't know how to do anything in the whole marketing world of, like, selling your own products on YouTube. So I learned so much. I was so lucky to partner with a brand or a company, rather, who knew what they were doing. They were so good at it, good at it, and they were so helpful. And so I had amazing partners with Honey Pop, and I... Basically, I just kind of like they came to me and they're like, we want to work with you on something skincare related. And I was like, "Okay, that sounds great. I love skincare. It's so fun. Like at that time, I was really into the DIYs again. So I did like a Mm. DIY face mask kit, which was really cute. And I was able to like pick up, pick the name. I was able to design all the packaging. Like they sent me so many, so many samples of every single product that was in the box. That's so fun. Pick scents, pick like the even down to like the um, size of the texture or like the the exfoliants in the exfoliator just like granule size it was so Mm. crazy and it was such a hands-on project so that was really fun and it was just it was interesting to see and how to learn and again I said like I loved the partner so much that moving on after Honey Pop there were a few projects that I started and the partners just didn't even measure up even like half as much as the Honey Pop company did so I was able to really like take myself out it was it was such a blessing because I was able to get myself out of a situation that I knew I wouldn't have been happy in so Mm -hmm. early on but it was so crazy and I feel like it's been crazy to see people's like skincare companies like I know um Summer Fridays is like an influencer brand too yes and it's just so cool to see how it all has changed even in the past few years but yeah it was so fun Would you ever do something like that again? Like, do you think you'd ever start another business or sell a type of product again? I think so. I think um, I would definitely do something that's a little bit more in my realm. Something that I Mm. could, like, go out and choose myself. Like, again, the skincare was so fun, and it was really up my alley with, like, the DIY aspect. But I I kind of 
I don't do DIY projects anymore, and I feel like I've transferred more into, like, the lifestyle kind of yeah. sector of my life, honestly, and just, like, with everything that I do. So I would love to do, like, oh, I really want to do, like, an alcohol brand, honestly. <gasps> like, that'd be, that would be wouldn't that so be so amazing. fun? I want to yes. do, like, something like, that I healthy love. cocktails. I, okay, I've been manifesting it. It's on the mood board. I want to do, like, some sort of, like, alcohol brand, maybe. Um, I also Wait, just, like, love Remy, cooking. Remy. Yes. I know. I know what it needs to be. It's packets. It's packets like crystal light. Yes. But there's alcohol granules in the packet too. <gasps> so you just pour that thing into your water bottle and it's crystal light and vodka. Oh my god, wait, that's genius. I didn't now, think about that. Now, do I know if that's a real thing? No, but that's we the can, idea. We can try. I, I'll try it. I'll make it in my house. I'll see if it works. How about you that? Like, Just me. A I don't know how you would dry out alcohol, but like, like it needs to happen. Dehydrate it maybe, and then like <gasps> oh, crackle it. You know how they have like those Neo things? It's like a pod yes. squeezer. Yes. It's like you concentrate alcohol, and you put it in one of those pods with the flavoring. You squeeze it. This in. is like this is good. I'm going to talk to Alicia about this. We're hoping <laughs> one day, like maybe um, an alcohol brand. I really want to do. I mean, I'm doing my own merch for myself, finally, eight years in. Finally, finally I need to merch. get some. Oh, my God, thank you. I'll send you some, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm doing merch there. We're doing, like, pretty basic merch. So I'm finally just, like, I, I gave in. I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I was always, like, nervous. And I always felt the need to, like, be different, which is right. a good thing. But also, you know, like, I want to do merch. And, like, I should be able, yeah. I should just do it if I want to do it. Um, I would love to do, like, cooking stuff, obviously, one day. Cooking show, cooking book, whatever it is. Cookbook. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, the opportunities are truly endless. Truly okay. endless. <laughs> so now let's do a little Q&A. I posted that you were going to be on the podcast on my Yay. Bitch Work Instagram podcast. I Everybody mean, Instagram. follow. Yeah, everyone follow. So let's answer a few questions and then that's it. We'll wrap it up. Cool. Um, hmm. How was your college experience, Remy? My college experience was... I was going to say amazing. (laughs) It wasn't amazing in the beginning, but I am so grateful that I went and I made the friends that I did. Steph, honestly, for me, Steph comes to mind every time I think of college. Like, I made amazing friends and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So how many years were you there? Just two? uh, I was in the city for two years, but I was there for like one and a a half a quarter. (laughs) Nice. Okay. If you didn't do YouTube, what career path do you think you would have? Oof. I originally set out to be a physician's assistant, which is like obviously like in the medical field. Now right. blood makes me woozy, so that wouldn't have been okay. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I think I would be a kick-ass wedding planner. And I also, wouldn't that Fab. be so fun? Okay, this one, this question. Remy, how do you balance everything in all caps? P.S. Love you, queen. <laughs> love you, queen. Um, I, You know, I don't know. I just kind of take it day by day. I'm a big planner where if I write things in my planner, I just have to get it done. Because if mm-hmm. I don't and I put things off, then I'm like days and days and days behind. And I've learned that the hard way. Um, I think also just allotting time for friends and for um relationships and whatever it may be um is so 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 important and as much as like youtube again is just like on your mind all the time you can never turn it off try your best to just like chill take days to like not work and that's how i that's how i stay sane got it i think that's great advice okay last question 
which I feel like is a very typical question for influencers, YouTubes, but YouTubers, but what is some advice you would give to someone who wants to be an influencer? I say, I, I hate sounding like a broken record, but this is truly what I mean is just make content that you enjoy not only making, but also watching because I yeah. think this is something again that I struggle with a lot where I feel sometimes a little bit lost because I don't have a set niche and I don't have like a box of like, you know, I do exact A, B or C kind of videos. But at the same time, I like, I love that I have the freedom to grow up and change and enjoy what I'm making. So I think when a lot of people make YouTube videos and they start making YouTube videos and they make it for the wrong reasons, whether it's the money or the cloud or be to be trendy or whatever, then it's so hard First of all, you're not going to find success. B, it's for second of all, it's so hard to keep up with. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So I think you should you need to have fun with it. And that's why I love and I've been able to do it for 8 years and why I love it so much is because I've made my environment so healthy with like having my friends here and granted like you know you have to find that balance between like being friends and also being right. an employer and employees, but having people that are just kind and are just excited to come to work and being excited about the content that you make, that's how you're able to find longevity in doing YouTube or whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remy. Yes. Thank you so (laughs) much for being here. This was so fun. I also haven't seen your face in so long and it's just bringing me so much joy. Um, But guys, obviously follow Remy if you don't already, which I'm assuming you do. Watch her YouTube (laughs) channel and... Just thank you so much for being here. I love thank you, you for so much. Me. I love and you. And guys, I I love you. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Obviously, follow at Bitchwork Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Rebecca. And we'll have a new episode for you next week. Remy, I love you. I love and you. And this was this was just so joyful. Stay safe. <laughs> yes, everyone, stay safe. Wear a mask. Donate to all the important organizations and just stay informed, you guys. Like, our country is fucked up. So please just educate yourselves on what's going on and stay informed. Love you. Peace out. And talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.